Who among the fantasy elite will be a bust this year? Dave Richard will weigh in right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And we welcome you, everybody. It is Monday. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard. And here we are talking about busts, of course. What a great way to start the week. Uh, well, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a top eight pick in most drafts. But this Carson Wentz news, he could be out a while with this foot injury. Does that scare you off, Jonathan Taylor? I want to talk about the Wentz news before we get into the bust stuff. I'm not ready to say it scares me off because I... I don't know if Wentz is going to miss the entire season. I don't think the Colts know that yet. I'd like to know what their options, what what they could do. Uh, I think if Wentz is out for the season, they'll make a move at quarterback and not go with Jacob Eason or Brett Hundley. And we saw him play well last year with Phillip Rivers as his quarterback. And it wasn't the Phillip Rivers of old. It was old Phillip Rivers. I, I would imagine that Jonathan Taylor will still be a very good fantasy running back. Would I still take him as a top five pick? If Brett Hundley was the quarterback, after all, uh, probably probably not. I'd probably step back a little bit from Jonathan Taylor. And we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but there was a correlation. I shouldn't say there was a correlation. Uh, maybe it was coincidental. But as Jonathan Taylor got going late in the year, Phillip Rivers also started playing better. Phillip Rivers didn't play very well for the first nine games, and really neither did Jonathan Taylor. And you wonder, did Rivers open things up for Taylor? Did Taylor open things, open things up for Rivers? Was it just a coincidence? Was it just a matter of time? But we will discuss that at length on the full-length version. Now, looking at some of the top players, who do you think has the most bust potential? Well, I, I, I kind of go back to Alvin Kamara, just because Drew Brees isn't there. And there's a nice story that came out this week about how uh, Sean Payton tried to drill it into Jameis Winston that every time you check it down to a running back, somebody's going to write a nice story about you and that Jameis is, is is repeating to the media. I know I need to check it down, check it down, and that helps him get better one-on-one coverage downfield when they do want to take a deep shot. But is it going to be 80 catches? Is it going to be more like 60 or 50? What's his efficiency going to be because Drew Brees isn't there? And what if it's not even Jameis Winston? What if it's Taysom Hill? Does that cost Alvin Kamara some touchdowns? So I think that there's a, there's a pretty decent bust case to be made for Alvin Kamara that has nothing to do with Devontae Freeman signing there, but does have everything to do with that passing game changing and Alvin Kamara maybe not necessarily getting that much more work because Michael Thomas isn't there for the first half of the season or because of whatever else that's happening in New Orleans. Yeah, Kamara, the third pick right now in NFC over the last month. McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Zeke, Taylor, Eckler, and Kelsey. Not, you know, other than injury, what's going to stop McCaffrey, Cook, and and Derrick Henry? Um, You know, Zeke is interesting because he Mm -hmm. didn't run the ball that well last year. And he's, you know, he's has a lot of wear and tear on him. Make a bust case for Zeke and tell me if you believe it. The the bust case for Zeke is that the Cowboys are just so good throwing the football and that the offensive line really will never be back to where it was. And the Cowboys know it, and they're in a bunch of high-scoring shootout games, and Zeke gets minimized in the passing game and maybe even gets minimized in the red zone. Keep in mind that him being minimized in the red zone could still mean 10 touchdowns by the end of the year, but it wouldn't mean 15, and it wouldn't mean over – you know, 1,700 total yards or anything like that, where he'd be an okay first-round pick. There would obviously be games that were good for him. 
But uh, yeah, maybe Pollard gets in there a little bit more because the Cowboys realize it's a 17 game season and they don't have to lean yeah. so heavily on Ezekiel Elliott. They already said, yeah, we're going to keep the playoffs in mind, which I thought was a little early to be thinking about that. I agree. Know. That's a little silly, but uh, they used Pollard a little bit last year with Ezekiel Elliott and Zeke's numbers were mostly fine. All right. So then last guy is Eckler here. Is there a non-injury thing that scares you with Eckler? Well, he's already not been a routinely used running back in short yardage goal line situations. So that makes me a little bit nervous. And there seems to be just this huge emphasis on Justin Herbert. Well, part of the reason why Herbert was so good last year was because he checked down a lot. And it's almost the same thing that we're talking about with New Orleans, where the quarterback checks down, throws short passes, and then goes over the top. Herbert did that a couple of times last year. He was successful in doing so. But maybe if that's if, if that's the direction that they go in is is to maybe spread that route tree just a little bit more for all of their pass catchers, that would hurt Austin Eckler not seeing seven plus targets per game. That number could go down just a little bit, along with, you know, not great touchdown production. It would hurt Eckler. It would make him good, but not great. All right. That is Everyone is a Bust Part One. We got another one coming at you tomorrow, and we're gonna go in depth on the top eight players in our rankings. On Fantasy Football Today, the full-length edition. For Dave Richard, I am Adam Azer. Thanks for watching FFT in 5.